Hi, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review. I'm revisiting the 2014 movie, Edge of Tomorrow, and all of its other titles. I think the thing that really hurt this movie was they didn't really know how to market it, even though they spent over $100 million to market it. Warner Brothers commissioned this movie. Uh, Doug Lehman directed it, who directed The uh, the Born Identity and some other pretty good movies. And, uh, you know, it's based on a Japanese novel called All You Need Is Kill. And immediately when they were getting it made, eh, we can't use that title. People are complaining about kill in the title. And the director said, that doesn't even fit the movie we made. So, okay. So they named it Edge of Tomorrow. But the director suggested lie, uh, live, die, repeat. And they used that for the tagline. But when this movie came out on home video, if you look on streaming services and other places, even on the Blu-rays themselves, it says live, die, repeat, slash, edge of tomorrow. On the cover of the steelbook I have, it says edge of tomorrow under Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. But in bigger letters, it says live, die, repeat. So there's a bit of confusion about what the name of the movie is. And I got to be honest, Edge of Tomorrow, although it does better describe the movie, it also is kind of one of those titles that just comes and goes. You know, I, I think Live, Die, Repeat would have been a better title. And, and they probably thought that later, but we can't change the name. So, we'll, but yeah, if you look on the actual Blu-ray, Live, Die, Repeat comes first, then a slash, then Edge of Tomorrow. Anyway, Christopher McQuarrie uh, wrote this along with Jess Butterworth and John Henry Butterworth. But Christopher McQuarrie had been working in Hollywood for quite some time, and he's now writing and directing the uh, Mission Impossible movies for Tom Cruise. So he learned a little bit on this, I assume. Um, Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, Bill Paxton, and, and I love Bill Paxton. I miss him. And Brendan Gleeson are the main actors. There's a few others, but... This is the Groundhog Day of science fiction movies, and that's not a bad way to talk about it. Um, I'm going to get into some minor spoilers. The movie's been out for six and a half years. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm sorry. But the gist of the movie is there's been an alien invasion, and they're winning. And we've got this guy, which against type, Tom Cruise plays this kind of smart mouth, uh, wimpy, He's, he's the guy that you send into the field that goes, hey, everything's going great, and you guys need to sign up for the military. You know, he's a PR guy. And he says that when Brendan Gleeson brings him in to say, we're going to put you on the front lines. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I, I don't fight. I'm not good. And you see when he gets on the battlefield, he's terrible. He doesn't know how to shoot a gun, how to turn the safety off. So it's definitely playing against Tom Cruise's type because he usually plays a badass. And so the movie... That's how it starts. Uh, they say, we don't care. He tries to fight against it. They basically arrest him, throw him into the barracks and say, tomorrow you're going to war, whether you like it or not. And they suit him up in a suit that he's never been trained to use. He gets dropped into the battle. He survives for a few minutes, but dies. But when he dies, he was able to grab some hand grenades and he blows up the alien that is killing him. Now, there are millions of these aliens that are kind of yellow-orange color, the glow that comes from the inside of them. They're, it's hard to describe them because they move so fast. You don't hardly ever get a clear shot of these multi-tentacled creatures that kind of whirl around and, and, and kill hundreds, if not thousands, of soldiers on the field. But then there's some that have this blue glow, and they are like the leaders. They are the direct connection back to the mother brain because this is one of those alien species where they're all kind of connected. And they all, you know, they, they take one order and they all do it. And 
So when he, and I don't want to get into too much of the mechanics of the movie, but when he blows up this leader alien and it sprays its blue gook all over him, he dies, but he also gets connected to that network, if you will. And so he wakes up back on that day where he landed and was going to get thrown on the battlefield and he's stuck in a time loop. And as you come throughout the movie, you come to find out that that's what their technology is based on. They have not mastered time travel or anything, but they can see things in loop time. And so when they start it over, they have the memory of what they've seen. And that's how they're winning against us, because they can see what happens and what mistakes they made the first or second time around and do it better the third time or whatever. So Tom Cruise wants to meet after he dies once or twice, he starts realizing, I need to work on this, and how am I going to do it? So he starts training himself, and he goes to meet Emily Blunt, because everywhere there are pictures of Emily Blunt, because it turns out she did the same thing he did. She blew up an alien, got some of the goo on her, and was stuck in a time loop for a while, and that allowed her to win a big battle of the war and kind of turn things. And so she's become this PR star for the military. But when he starts talking to her, he, she admits that we need to, you know, we need to discuss this because I lost it and we need to use it while you have it. And what happens is, what happened to her is she died on the battlefield, but didn't quite die. And they took her to a, a medvac and they started working on her, but she missed the, you have to die and re-loop in that time loop. And so she lost the connection with the alien intelligence and she lost the ability to, to live in a loop. So Tom Cruise is in this loop. And like I said, he's playing against type because he's terrible. He, he's not a military guy by any stretch of the imagination. He's kind of a wimp and he wants to run away, but he realizes he can't do that. And through the course of the movie, he learns he's going to have to do better, be a better human, you know. And Bill Paxton, as the sergeant who is, uh, you know, the drill sergeant, basically, great role for him. He's not still playing Chet. It's a different kind of role. And how he deals with Tom Cruise when Tom Cruise starts trying to explain what's going on with him. It's you know, If somebody came up to you in the military and said, I'm in a time loop and, and we can use this to fight the aliens, you'd throw him in the brig or the insane asylum or whatever. Now, they spent over $178 million on this movie, and I don't think that includes the $100 million that they spent on marketing it. And it went on to gross about $370 million back in 2014. So not a huge success, but not really a loss either. And watching it today and every time, I get a little more out of the movie. There have been other movies other than Groundhog Day and Edge of Tomorrow that have tried to do the Groundhog Day repeat the day thing. Um, that horror movie recently where they made a sequel to it was my idea of not a very good version of this kind of story. Um, but this does it very well because every time he resets, you don't see the same things over and over again. They will show him from different angles. He tries different things. He meets different people. And eventually, by the final act of the movie, he's out of it too, and they have to live in normal time. And, and it's a race against the clock, and it gets very intense. But the whole movie is pretty intense because, well, He's got to learn as much as he can before he resets. And when he resets, nobody else remembers it but him. So every time he goes back to Emily Blunt, he's got to explain how far they've gotten up to. And, and they don't show him explaining it every time, but they do creative ways of showing how this happens, works, etc. 
And I must say, watching it over the years several times, I didn't grasp everything. But watching it this time, I really got a deeper understanding of this movie. And I, I really like this movie. I like it more and more. And it did receive positive critical acclaim. I mean, it's like 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm not the only person that thinks this is a great movie. But it wasn't a billion-dollar blockbuster like it should have been. And to be perfectly honest, my roommate and I were talking about this after watching it. I would, I'd, I'd be good with a couple sequels. There, you know, let's let's go to the aliens. Let's take this technology. You know, I don't know, but with the whole idea, once they get past the Groundhog Day aspect of it and get into forward time, um, I, I, I want to know more. You know, when when you finally find out how everything works out and how they do things, uh, it would be interesting to to tell the story that happens after. You know, as they beat the aliens, Tom Cruise. The movie ends with him basically walking up to Emily Blunt, and she still doesn't know anything. This is a you know, uh, it's been another reboot, and he's got to explain. But the look on his face kind of sells the ending, and. It's one of Tom Cruise's better roles, again, because he can't play a badass from the get-go like he does in the Mission Impossible movies. He is a mealy-mouthed, not-a-very-nice-guy who eventually learns to rely on himself and do better and and give more and try and save the human race. Um, I think it's an excellent film. One of, one of Tom Cruise's best, one of Doug Lehman's best. It, it, it just... It holds up. The special effects are great. The CGI is great. It still looks fantastic today. And granted, it's only six and a half years, but a lot of things have changed, you know, as far as technology goes. So I would love for them to revisit this. And the longer we get away from movies, the less of a chance that's going to happen with the original actors and things. And Bill Paxton's no longer with us and things like that. But if you haven't seen it or you, or you, you know, or, or you didn't watch it because you're not a Tom Cruise fan, I'll tell you this. For the non-Tom Cruise fans, you will get a kick out of the movie because you get to see Tom Cruise die in some really horrible ways. Uh, melting faces and, and blown up and shot and killed and cut up. And I mean, it, it, it for, for non-fans, you would get a kill playing a drinking game uh, let's drink every time tom cruise dies in a horrible way um <laughs> but that being said I-, I still like his acting especially in the movies that he does a great job in i thought he was great in the last samurai and a few other movies that a lot of people don't talk about these days but this is one of his better modern roles it's a it's a great character arc for him there's some decent character arcs for the other some of the other characters but really this is the story of of, of one guy and two people trying to use this this loophole in this alien technology to save the human race and it holds up great if you haven't seen edge of tomorrow live die repeat or all you need is kill whatever you want to call this movie watch it again it's on streaming services it's available on blu-ray and i would actually upgrade to the 4k i mean it looks fantastic it's got that doug lehman style where it's a little grainy and it's it's definitely close to the ground and, and feels very very real and very grounded but on the flip side, I think an upgrade, uh, you know, the HDR would do things to the alien technology, the colors, the some of the stuff at the end, especially at night, that there was some a little bit of black crush and stuff. I was watching my regular Blu-ray uh, through my 4K player up converted to 4K on our 85-inch TV, and it holds up. It looks great. It, it's not like some of the Blu-rays that I've popped in and went, oh, I really didn't need to upconvert this. It looks terrible. Um, this was a good encode to begin with and still looks great, and it was 
a minor hit for Cruz and Blunt. And I can't say enough great things about Emily Blunt. She is a tiny bird-like actress. I love her as an actress. And for her to take on this action role where she's got to be a badass and carry a sword that's as big as she is, the training that must have gone into it for her to pull off this role, it, it you got to give it to her. A tiny little Emily Blunt plays this gruff, mean soldier who's just a badass on the field. Did a great job with it. I don't know how much training they went into it. I know Tom Cruise does quite a bit of training for each one of his movies so he can ride the motorcycle, fly the helicopter, mountain climb, or whatever. But for Emily Blunt, she stars in more dramas and romantic comedies. It was interesting to see her take on this role and do it so well. Bill Paxton, as I said, he's not playing his typical military Chet kind of character. It's a different kind of character, and I, I think he did great at it. I miss Bill Paxton. And he directed a movie, and I'll, I'll do a review of it back a few years ago that was incredible. And, and the name is escaping me at the moment, but I'll look it up and I'll post it in the comments or whatever. Um, but really, if, if you maybe you saw it once and thought, oh, it's just a Groundhog Day science fiction movie, it's not. It's, it's much more than that. Edge of Tomorrow... It would have been better with Lived, I Repeat. i got to agree with the director. Great film. I, I really, it's one of those science fiction movies that really holds up. So check it out. Give it my highest marks. I really enjoyed it this time, and it, it, it's a thrill every time I watch it. Edge of Tomorrow, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt, available now. Go watch it. I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. Please share, like, subscribe, do all those things we do in social media these days to help build an audience. I appreciate all of your help, and I very much thank you for listening. Thank you.